the four-part teaching series, Deliverance, featuring Jennifer Martin. In this series, you'll learn what deliverance is, why it matters, and how you can lead others through it. And now, here's your host, Jeff Tharp. Welcome to Elijah Fire, everybody. This is the Deliverance series featuring Jennifer Martin. This is part two of four. So if you missed part one, I mean, you're more than welcome to watch this. You're still going to get a lot, but there is also a part one. So on YouTube, and you go over to the Elijah Fire channel, in the playlist section, you'll actually see we're going to this episode and the previous episode. They're in there. We're creating a nice little playlist. So all four of these will be available once this is all done. You can pass it around. You can share this playlist with people who are in need of deliverance, uh, who are wanting to learn more about it. What is it? How do you do it? All that good stuff. It's going to be a great resource for people. So this is part two. I'm really excited about this. Um, let's get into it. This episode today. Uh, is obviously with revivalist author, co-founder of Contagious Love International, uh, Jennifer Martin. So let's welcome Jennifer Martin on the show. Hey. Hello, everyone. Yeah, welcome back. I'm excited. Thank you. Me too. I'm super excited. Last time was really powerful. Some of the stuff that God revealed about deliverance and getting into what is deliverance Mm -hmm. and you know, can a Christian have a demon? So I'm really excited about this one because this one is my heart about deliverance. Yeah. And okay. God's heart about deliverance. Yeah. So let's get right into it. So yeah. what what is the heart behind deliverance? So when deliverance started for me, it was a year ago mm-hmm. and I was not expecting it to happen. And as I watched the Holy Spirit pour out and begin to deliver people of demons, as demons screamed out under that little tent, and night after night after night, I had to start casting out demons. And you know when something happens so quick and you don't have time to really process or think about what is happening? Mm -hmm. I would go up to my team every night and just go, what is happening? And you don't even have time to think about it every single night. And... I felt like I didn't have time to process what was even going on. But what was wrecking me was the love and the the heart I could feel. Every time I was doing deliverance on someone, I could feel the heart of God just loving that person. And oftentimes Mm -hmm. I would weep with them, cry with them, you know, sit on the ground with them as demon after demon comes out of their bodies. And all I could think was, oh, my goodness, people are bound. Mm. And I remember, Jeff, when this first started happening that, I mean, I'm probably going to cry a lot on this session hey, because go. of let's what we're going to talk about. But yeah. I realized that I had been in ministry 20 years and people had been bound by demonic spirits mm-hmm. and that I wasn't there to cast it out. And I yeah. felt grieved by the Holy Spirit. I felt humbled. I felt like, oh, my goodness, I have been missing such a huge part of the ministry of God's heart all of these years. And we saw miracles. We saw words of knowledge. You know, I prophesied accurate words to people, birth dates and years and conditions in their bodies, and then watching the Holy Spirit heal them. But in all those years, I'd never seen demons manifest in our meetings or demons come out. And when I looked back after I saw the deliverance start, which a lot of people are asking, okay, so you're in ministry 20 years. Why did deliverance start? My answer is, I have no idea. (laughs) It just did. Good answer. (laughs) And so I was like, what is happening to all of the people that were volunteering at the tent revival? Because 
I thought we were going to have a tent revival and preach the gospel and see people get saved and healed and, you know, see miracles and prophecies. And we did. We saw the deaf hear and the blind oh, see on. and people that were, you know, bound and had mobile issues, being able to walk or injuries, you know, being healed. And we saw so much happen. And so when the deliverance started on night four, it just, I went into shock. I said, oh my goodness, there's demons manifesting. And the only thing I knew is to cast it out. Mm -hmm. So the Holy Spirit had to teach me how to do deliverance. And he did. And the Bible does tell us that the Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us into all truth, right? Mm -hmm. So I just trusted him. I said, I have no idea how to do this. I have no grid for this, yeah. but I trust the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And he did teach me and I saw him time after time cast out the demons. Mm. But what wrecked me the most, like I just said, was watching this, watching people be bound and having to sit with them and, oh my goodness, hear the pain and the trauma and the stuff oh, coming yeah. out of them time after time. Like it does something to you. Yeah. And I went home every night and just weeping on my face that, mm -hmm. and I, I kept apologizing to the Lord and saying, God, I am so sorry that I didn't know people were this bound. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that people had demons. And I said, if you want to use my life to cast demons out of people, then here I am. Yeah. And that's a messy job, but yeah, here I am. It's a noble cause though. Absolutely. You know, and I'm sure God has honored honored that i mean it's obvious that he's honored honored that when you said god here i am if this is what you want to do with me and it's i mean it's really been like put you in like light speed you know and you've just been um a lot of people have been set free through your ministry and what you guys so are amazing. doing so it's just that's yeah. amazing probably over a thousand people i would say have been delivered of demons at Come this on. point um, the numbers climbing because every meeting we do there's at least I'd say 15 to 20 people manifesting demonic spirits, like wow. speaking, growling, anger, um, trying to grab us, but they're not allowed to grab us, but they will try to mm -hmm. to grab at the at the ground or grab towards us or something, but the Holy Spirit won't allow them to touch us. Mm -hmm. um, so when you, well, so really quick, when you started doing this deliverance, um, was it, was there a, did you have kind of an inclination to be a little bit more like, I guess, I don't know, um, uh, exclaim louder or, or, uh, cause you talk a lot about being gentle and just being, and, and obviously there's times mm -hmm. where if a demon is being a punk, you are a little bit more mm -hmm. assertive, but mm -hmm. in general, you take a, a lot more of a gentle approach. Um, was it always that way from the beginning? Did you know that from the beginning or was that something you had to learn quickly as you were doing it? It, I think it was always that way. There was different moments where I was kind of trying to find, I don't know, how do you say, how to wear the glove, mm. you know, how to how to do this and how, how to present it is very important. People are watching me. They're watching how I do deliverance. How am I presenting myself? How am I presenting God and his heart? Mm. And I, when I look back, I say, I don't want people looking at me thinking like I'm a rough person. And there's many times that I've wanted to like just to yell at the demon to be honest because yeah. you you get so mad at those oh, demons yeah. that they've been in that person for like 20 years and tormenting them and abusing them yeah. like you want to punch the demons you know i would never do that but like the person's body but in the spirit you do in the spirit yeah. i got my boxing gloves you better believe yeah. it 
And I told the Lord, I said, can I just swing, you know, can I just hit the demons in the face, like in the spirit? Because I, I am so mad at them because of love. Love for that person makes me mad at the the demons and the bondage that's on that person. So love will actually produce anger. Mm, interesting. Because, <laughs> I mean, I get so mad yeah. at those demons. But um, I want to remind people that even though the demon is manifesting, deliverance ministers, please listen to me as Jeff and I are talking today. Even though there's demons manifesting and they're making you angry and I know you want to just get and get at them. Remember the person is also present and they're watching. You know, I have to be mindful, Jeff, because the person is watching through their eyes mm -hmm. what is happening. So if I am just intense in the face, then those people are are seeing my facial look. And I want to make sure it's not too I don't know, scary for them or sure. you know, just because I because I might look at a demon and be like you better, you know, yeah. and I'll yeah. get like that at the demon, but I try not to do more than that because yeah. um, sometimes they're stubborn and I do need to, I let the fire of God, the reason I do that is because I let the fire of God shoot out of my eyes mm. at that demon and it torments them. Mm, come on. And I will say fire the Holy Ghost on you and you're, you're leaving this person right now. Yep. But the person is being affected by the deliverance. So I don't want the deliverance for the person to be a traumatic situation. Mm -hmm. I've had people come to me and say, I was traumatized by deliverance ministers. And I said, yeah, no, that shouldn't good. be happening. Right. We should be loving people. We should be caring about people. And so they were scared to even come to me. But something about the way I do ministry drew them to come and mm -hmm. trust the ministry and we were able to take that person through deliverance Amazing. who has been hurt so yes love is so important that they feel love that they experience the love of god even while we're casting those demons out yeah that's huge that's huge mm -hmm. yeah um and also because it's it's the uh the person being delivered it's their body and they're they're left after the demon's gone they're left and and you don't want any the demon may try and cause harm um, I think you were saying that like they've like eaten grass. Like, were you the one telling me that someone else yes. was talking about it? Yeah. So yes. they'll do all kinds of stuff. And so don't do anything that could potentially cause bruises to them. Yeah. And <laughs> just so yeah. just, I need to let people know they don't, I don't allow them to actually get the grass into the person's mouth. Mm. They try, but on my watch, they've never been able to do it. They will mm -hmm. pick up the hay, like at the tent, we had hay down because of the rain coming out. So when we extended there for a month and the deliverance had first started, um, many of the demons would grab the hay and try to like shove it in their eyes. But while it's going up like this, I'm paralyzing the demon. I command it mm -hmm. to drop the hay. So I just want to make a statement that you will not be injured under my ministry yeah. <laughs> to come and get deliverance. I don't want you to think, oh no, I don't want my demons, you know, trying to make me eat grass yeah. or what will or I hay. eat? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or mud in my eye. No. So I just wanted to let everyone know no one ever ate grass. No one yeah. got, you know, yeah. it but the the effort was there on the demonic spirits part. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. All right. So you got uh quite a bit of notes, you know, about, you know, you're gonna talk a little bit about Moses. Um so I, I'll let you take it wherever you want to go. Yeah. So this is my heart because um, I started speaking on Moses maybe a couple of years ago. God kept highlighting Moses and that whole, you know, deliverance from Egypt and what happened there with the parting of the Red Sea and bringing his people into the, the promised land. And that whole story just touches my heart. 
And I felt like God was highlighting it for a season in my life because he wanted me to meditate on it. And now I know he was preparing me to be like a type, a leader like Mm -hmm. Moses was to bring deliverance to the people of God. Mm -hmm. And so when Moses was in Egypt, um, I want to just read this scripture real quick in Exodus chapter two, verse 11 and 12. It says, now it came about in those days when Moses had grown up that he went out to his fellow Hebrews and looked at their hard labors. And he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his fellow Hebrews. So he looked this way and that. And when he saw that there was no one around, he struck and killed the Egyptian and hid his body in the sand. And so I just want to say right here, Moses loved his people. He loved his people so much. Remember when I said love can produce anger? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he loved his people so much that he literally got so angry that he went and killed the one who was causing the bondage or the oppression of his people. Mm-hmm. And so during that time, you know, the people were crying to God. They wanted deliverance. They wanted freedom. They were crying to the Lord. And the scriptures tells us in Exodus chapter 2, verse 23, Now it came about in the course of those many days that the king of Egypt died. And the sons of Israel groaned because of the bondage. And they cried out. And their cry for help because of their bondage ascended to God. Mm. So God heard their groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And God saw the sons of Israel and God took notice of them. People that are in bondage are crying. Mm. We've been crying and our cries have even increased from 2020 because of the darkness and the things that were happening and the the, the things with people getting sick, a lot of people dying, a lot of businesses shutting down, people yeah. losing their livelihood. I mean, it's been hard. And I know many of you have gone through a hard time, but our cries have ascended to the Lord mm. over many, many years. And even the cries of the Holy Spirit that's been groaning for the sons of God to be manifested in this generation, that's been happening for decades. The Holy Spirit is crying out for a move of God that would bring true reformation and transformation mm. in the people of God. And I believe 2020 woke us up and we said, you know what? We need to be the real church. And we woke up and something happened on the inside of everyone. And we got Mm -hmm. stirred and we began to cry out with a new voice to the Lord. God, deliver us from this darkness. Deliver us from this evil. Fun fact, in 2021, when the deliverance started for me personally, and I know other ministries were doing deliverance, but in 2021, it seemed like there was a lot of deliverance ministry coming out on the scene. Mm-hmm. Right. There was just all this. It's like deliverance went viral. 2021, <laughs> yeah. 2022. Here it goes. And I said, what is going on about 2021? And it happened in my ministry, too. And then I thought of the story of Moses, how they cried out for actually 400 years before God sent deliverance through mm-hmm. Moses to his children. Mm-hmm. And if you think about America, it was founded, established 1621 the Plymouth Rock. And so if you do the math, guys, it's 400 years to 2021. So I said, wait a second. Did God appoint this time to send deliverance just like he waited 400 years to send deliverance to his children that were in bondage 
under mm. a pharaoh in Egypt, his children were in bondage. So what I saw is after 400 years in America, the children have been crying out, God deliver us. And I feel like God has answered those prayers. This is an appointed time. It Amen. started in 2021 and God has sent a deliverer and that is the Holy Ghost. Mm. And whoever will yield to him, he will use, he will move through your life and he will use you mightily. So um, God calls Moses as an actual deliverer. He says that he's going to call him to deliver his people. So in Exodus chapter 3, verse 9 and 10, it says, And now behold, the cry of the sons of Israel has come to me. Furthermore, I have seen the oppression with which the Egyptians are oppressing them. And now come, and I will send you to Pharaoh, so that you may bring my people, the sons of Israel, out of Egypt. Mm. God says to Moses, to those that are doing deliverance ministry, he literally says, I have heard the cries of my people and I am sending you to deliver my people out of bondage. Mm. So when mm. we saw the deliverance happen at the tent for the children of God, this isn't for unbelievers. This is deliverance happening for the children of God. It's for mm -hmm. his people. Yeah. And that was kind of like a, that, that what you said last time and what you just said again, um, was pretty like for a lot of people. I mean, for me, to be completely honest, I'd never thought of it like that. I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, I guess that that actually makes a lot of sense um, that deliverance is for uh, God's people. Um, and so, uh, yeah. And it's interesting. whoever calls on the name of the Lord. Right. Shall be saved. Who's yeah, going to call on the exactly. name of the Lord? Well, and the thing that I think about when you you marked that, you know, 400 years, 2021, is what is crying out for, to the Lord mean? Well, it's like, Lord, save our, our country or save our, uh, like, we want more of you in the world. Save mm -hmm. the film industry. Save the whatever. God, we want you to be glorified. Well, it's interesting that we've seen an activation in deliverance within the body of Christ. It's a very interesting. Do you have any insight into that? Has God shown you anything about that? I just believe he's answering. Mm. It's, it's time. It's time for deliverance. It, I'm not saying it can't be in the government and different situations. I'm mm. not saying it can't be in those yeah. things too. But I know specifically God wants to deliver his children personally of demonic oppression. Mm -hmm. um, when we cry out to the Lord, I believe many things can happen. Of course, it's up to the Lord. So we can have desires and ways and things we want to cry out for. Absolutely. I want to see the government established in justice yeah. and righteousness. Absolutely. We want to see things turned around that should not be established as law. We want to see the justice of the Lord come. We want to see the vengeance of our God come. And there's nothing wrong with crying out for that. And right. I pray for that. I believe this is where we need to lean into the Holy Ghost and let him do the intercession for us. Like yeah. Romans 8 talks about that the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with mm -hmm. moanings and groanings that cannot be uttered for he knows what we need to pray. He knows what mm -hmm. we have need of. So I think we need to trust him and also that his ways are above our ways because we all had it figured out, you know, back in whatever it was, 2020. We all had everything figured out that was going to happen, you know, and we were all, and so many people were wrong. I mean, <laughs> I, I never said this and this was going to happen, but I'll tell you one thing. I was hoping it, 
I was praying for it. I was praying for the, you know, uh, election to turn out differently. And mm-hmm. but we we all thought it was going to be a certain way. And sure. then when it didn't, we were all shocked. And I said, wait a second. Well, God has a way that is above our ways. And maybe mm-hmm. he's working a plan that we don't understand. Yeah. And maybe he knows how to work his plan, you know, and we need to trust that. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. But look what it did. It did wake us up and made us cry out for freedom and deliverance. And God, we cannot continue in this dark way. And things have gotten worse, you know. So we need deliverance. Yeah. We see the witchcraft, you know, like. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. Right now. Well, and even there's been a lot, I mean, I can't, I, I can't even count how many prayers I've heard over the years of people wanting, you know, God to be glorified in different mountains of society. And we pray those things. And I don't think I often, I mean, how often have you prayed a prayer that was prayed with sincerity, but kind of in ignorance where you didn't really understand the, the entirety of what that meant. And I think that we're seeing a lot of that happen where it's, in my mind, I thought, okay, well, boom. Okay, so in su- suddenly someone's going to have a change of heart who's in a high place of authority, and this will change, and that'll change, and this will change, and over here and over there. But um, the the change within the body of Christ feels so much deeper than I could have mm-hmm. ever imagined. Where it's, I mean, you're seeing this deliverance happening, but you're seeing like true heart changes within the people of God um, and realizing, wait a minute, I. God, I can, I am, I'm called to go do that. But a lot of times people don't get that revelation until they get delivered of things and they actually have true repentance and they come before the Lord. So, yeah. Amen. I agree hundred percent. The way we're going to see things change is we have to see it change in the heart of the people. Mm -hmm. And somebody has got to open their mouth and speak truth. Somebody's got to be sent. Somebody's got to go and minister to these people. And that's what this deliverance anointing is for. I believe that people that will receive from God right now and be bold, step Mm -hmm. out in faith and speak to those around you and do it in love. You know, you can do it in love and speak the truth. But this is the way we're going to see that sword of the spirit come in and divide the flesh from the spirit and bring true transformation and change. Mm -hmm. It's only going to it's going to take the Holy Ghost. I mean, it can only be the spirit of God that will bring Mm -hmm. forth that change in people's lives. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do believe it starts at the heart. And I believe God is going back to the heart. And I think one reason why deliverance is happening so strong too is because God is coming back to the foundation of our heart. And our Mm -hmm. hearts have to be set free. And we've Mm -hmm. got to have deliverance for that. We've got to have healing of our heart, healing of trauma. And when all the broken places of our lives are being healed and bound back together where it's been fractured, This is the place where God can then begin to transform you completely, conform you into the image of Christ, bring you into wholeness. And any demonic spirit that came in through curses or uh, trauma or whatever, sin in your life, um, those things have to leave as the Holy Spirit begins to move. And the sole foundation of this movement of deliverance is love. Mm. And I can't say this enough. Mm. It is all about love. It is love that is setting the captive free. Jesus said that he loved the world. The father said that he so loved the world and Jesus chose to lay down his life 
because he loves the world. Greater love has no man than this, and he lays down his life for his friends. And it's love that is producing this. It's love that is propelling God's heart to bring deliverance because he's hearing our cries and he's answering us. Mm -hmm. And now is not the time to get um, depressed, disappointed, looking at the world and the darkness. It's, I mean, I realize that they're going that direction, guys, but I'm telling you that God is on our side. Come on. And um, it's the Psalm 91. We pray Mm -hmm. it, we read it, we decree it, we prophesy it, but now we get to live it. Right. We get to actually live it and we get to see God protecting us in Mm -hmm. the darkness. It doesn't matter. He protected Noah and his family on the ark when he had to send the flood of judgment against the devil. So if God brings some judgment, I'm like, Lord, bring judgment against the devil. I want him to bring judgment against the devil. I believe the devil deserves to pay. Mm -hmm. And I asked the Lord to bring judgment against the devil. And he said, that's what I'm doing with this deliverance anointing. Mm -hmm. Well, and even like going back to Moses, God, the land of Goshen, where the, Mm -hmm. the Israelites were, they were in the land of Goshen and they were protected from those plagues that he dealt upon Egypt. So You know, right. it's like, yeah, I mean, I'm the, I'm the same way where I'm like, yeah, judgment against the devil, judgment against evil and what's been right. done. And I have complete faith that he is going to, he's going to set my family apart. He's going to protect us and provide for us as he always has. So. Amen. Yeah. Deliverance is for the church. It's for the body of Christ. It's mm-hmm. for those that have been bound. It's for God's children. Mm-hmm. And there's a scripture that many people may not realize this. And this is going to really open your eyes, guys. You've probably read this scripture a million times, but when you read this, you're going to be like, okay, now I see it. <laughs> Here is scriptural evidence for all the people that just want it in black and white or in red or whatever color we need to have it in, in yeah. the Bible, where deliverance is for God's children. It's right in Luke Chapter 13, verse 16, it says, And this woman, a daughter of Abraham, so we're talking about a child of God, a daughter of Abraham as she is, whom Satan has bound for 18 long years. There it is. Yeah. A woman who is a daughter of Abraham for 18 years. This is Mm -hmm. a child of God. This Mm -hmm. is a daughter. She was bound by Satan. He said, should she not have been released from this restraint on the Sabbath day? Mm -hmm. And I think Jesus is still asking that question today, guys. Mm -hmm. These children of God, these children that belong to the Lord, and they're calling out for deliverance from sickness, from abuse from the enemy from all kinds of torment in their soul should they not be delivered whom satan has bound Mm. these many years and jesus is saying yes his answer is yes that's why he's asking the question should she not be delivered he Mm. absolutely turned around and delivered her of a spirit of infirmity Mm. yeah a daughter of abraham there it is yep there it is so i feel like this is a question for somebody but um what would you say to a person who is coming from a place of love? They know they're coming from a place of love. They're, they're posturing themselves in a really compassionate way, praying for somebody and they don't get delivered. Uh, I'm sure this, that's when Satan can come in and be like, you're not loving. You're just, a, you're, you're the scum of the earth. And that's why it didn't happen. Cause Satan's Satan's an idiot. Uh, but what would you say to somebody like that? 
Yeah, you can't take any of it personal, guys, because um, you're you know that your heart is yielded and that you want that person free. And I believe this will help you. You have to know that the Holy Spirit wants them free more than you'll ever want them free. And that he is going to move in his anointing as he desires and wills. And it is up to him. Um, The Bible talks about how the gifts of the Spirit come on us according to as the Spirit wills. Mm -hmm. It's very important to understand that as God moves through your life in the deliverance, it's because he is already willing it to be so. Mm -hmm. If that person doesn't get complete freedom, I would want to encourage you that they probably have some journey to walk with layers of healing in their heart. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they'll get a little bit of deliverance and then, you know, God works on them for a couple of weeks and then they show up at another meeting somewhere or maybe they're just praying at home in their living room Mm -hmm. and they have worship on. And then all of a sudden things start to leave them. You know, there's another session with the Holy Spirit, if you will, and he delivers them of what they need. But I want you to trust God. I want you to 100% trust the Lord that if they don't get freedom in that minute, it's because there's a work that has to be done for them to get to the place to get free. Mm, Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. So is there anything that, is there any, like when you're going into a a deliverance session, is there anything you do to posture yourself in a place of uh, making sure that you're coming from a place of love or is it something that you just, you operate in completely now? Yeah, like how do you do deliverance? Yeah, like like, like how do you, when we're talking about we're talking about the heart behind deliverance is love and it's like how do you position yourself to be in that place where you are loving what do you need to do a lot of people would say okay you need to pray and fast for three days you need to do a 40-day fast Mm -hmm. you know you need to go memorize a bunch of scriptures and quote it or pray in tongues for four hours and i just want to say i've not done any of that i have not done any of that i have i have fasted (laughs) in the past um, most of my fastings were skip lunch, mm. something like that. And then yeah. I would eat dinner. My long fast I did in my early days with the Lord. And that's because we were at a place that kind of really taught like works with fasting and prayer and, you know, getting yourself more holy and more clean and more anointed. And you had to do that through fasting and prayer. I'm not saying fasting and prayer doesn't work. I absolutely agree with it when someone is struggling in their own personal life. I believe that fasting coupled with prayer and humbling yourself to the Lord actually weakens your flesh down and strengthens your spirit so that you can get breakthrough. Mm. But I don't think you need to fast and pray to get stronger in the spirit to do deliverance. Mm. I would have disagreed with myself before I started doing deliverance by that statement. So let me help some people right now. They're all going to come at me right now with the scripture that says, This kind does not go out, but by prayer and fasting. Mm-hmm. Which is in Mark 9, 29, 9 mm-hmm. verse 29. And there's two places. There's actually another place where he mentions it as well in mm-hmm. Matthew. Uh, I believe it's Matthew 17, verse 19 through 21. Um, so there's two different situations. The Matthew 17 is where they brought a boy to him that was casting himself into the fire yeah. and things like that. And, they, and the disciples came to the Lord and said... Um, they said, why could we not cast him out? And Jesus replies to them, because of your unbelief. Mm. For verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you say unto this mountain, remove 
hence to yonder place, King James Version. Don't you like that? Yonder. And it shall remove. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Then he said, but this kind goes not out, but by prayer and fasting. Mm. But he's responding. That is his, that's his um, end response to what he began talking about. And that is the spirit of unbelief. Mm. So he didn't say, so let's look at this again. Why could we not cast them out? They say, Jesus didn't reply because you didn't fast and pray. So if it was prayer and fasting, Jesus would not have said because of your unbelief. He would have said, because you didn't fast and pray. Mm. No, Jesus told them, because you don't believe. You're in unbelief. And then he tells them the way to get out of unbelief is through prayer and fasting. Yeah, that's really good. So it's not, guys, this is a wrong teaching. Oh, my goodness. It's so ingrained in the body of Christ that I it actually is. thought it myself that to do deliverance, you have to go through a series in your life of prayer and fasting. And then I said, wait a second. Deliverance started under my ministry, and I wasn't even fasting. So let's just take experience. Mm -hmm. I wasn't doing 40-day fast. I wasn't doing three-day fast. I wasn't doing water fast. I wasn't doing this and that. I mm -hmm. wasn't doing a, a fasting saying, God, anoint me for deliverance. But you know what I was doing? I was crying on my floor, on my living room floor, saying, God, anoint me to deliver your people. Mm -hmm. I was crying out of love. It wasn't prayer and fasting that made me want to see people get free and do deliverance. It was love for people and and that that desire to see them set free. Like Moses wanted to see the Hebrew people set free, the children of God set free. They were he saw them in pain and trauma and oppression. He didn't go and fast and pray before God called him as a deliverer to his people. He literally just loved mm. and wanted to set them free. Well and, and I think I think to it, it, and obviously, I'm not against prayer and fasting at all. I did a 10-day right. fast last mm -hmm. year, which was really hard. Uh, hard. But what my wife and I gained through that, because we did it together, what we gained through that was really great. And it drew us closer together. And um, it was a great time where God was just, the veil was so thin. Like, I didn't even have to, it's like I could just turn and God was there. It was just Amen. like, boom, which is Amen. great. But... Um, if you had fasted and prayed, for example, for your deliverance ministry, you could, there'd be a tendency and a temptation for others to go, ah, I'm just going to do what she did. Mm. Prayer and fasting, I'm going to get the same thing. And it becomes, there. we have this, humans, we have this, uh, just this pull towards formulating things where we just A plus B equals C, done. Okay, cool. Yeah, rinse and repeat. Everybody, here's lightning, lightning in a bottle, pass right, it around. The model? Give me the model for deliverance. Yeah, Tell me how to exactly. Do it, how to do deliverance, how to cast and, out the and, and you have said repeatedly, you're like, it just it just started happening. And you know right. you can't take the credit. You you know it wasn't anything within yourself. Obviously you were crying out to God saying, give me a heart for your people, I you know, uh, to deliver your people. Uh, yes. And he honored that prayer. Absolutely. But it he wasn't, did. you didn't conjure anything up. There's no mm -hmm. way. I think he was preparing me for what he had already chosen to put on me, mm. to be honest. I think he caused the cry in my heart to come up. Yeah. He caused it. He caused a hunger to come on me months before the deliverance started. And I started watching deliverance ministries and videos, which I'd never been interested in before. And all of a sudden I couldn't get enough watching deliverance videos. And I'm like, what is going on? And I'm hungering to learn somehow how to set people free because I'm seeing they have demons and they have bondage. And I'm thinking, 
I've got to be used by God. People need freedom. And I, Lord, use me. And I'm just mm -hmm. crying out and saying, God, you're using other people. If you can use them like that, you can use me like that. And I'm saying, Lord, you can trust me. And I'm just saying everything to him. I'm like, Lord, you can trust me. You can trust me with their hearts. You can trust me with your heart. You can trust me with the anointing. And that, those things are true. I'm not saying anything that, that is not true. And, you know, the Lord knows the intent of our heart. He knows our thoughts. Mm -hmm. And we can't get one over on the Lord, you know. He mm -hmm. knows who's in ministry to, for his people. He knows who are his Moseses, mm -hmm. the ones that will take out the oppressor. Yeah. He knows who they are, and he will anoint them. And, guys, if you love people, that's the Holy Spirit. It's no one can make us love. The Holy Spirit is the one that causes love. He is the source of love. And he is the one that is causing us to cry out for freedom and deliverance. It's the Holy Spirit. Mm. You know, Jesus said, no one can come mm. to my father except by the Holy Spirit. He said, no one can come to the father except drawn by the Holy Spirit, drawn to Jesus through the Holy Spirit, mm. drawn to the father through the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that draws us into conviction and that draws us to God. Yeah. So is there, say somebody... um they mean well, they genuinely mean well. I would even say they love God, but they come across when they're dealing with people as a little judgy or a little, you know, and they're well-intentioned. Is there deliverance that needs to take place? Is there just a heart shift that needs to take place? What would be your, I mean, maybe it's multiple things. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to renew your mind, mm -hmm. get in the word of God and remind yourself of how the heart of God actually feels and thinks, mm -hmm. you know, read scriptures that remind you, um, you know, correct in the spirit of meekness, you know, speak the truth in love, but you do it with meekness, mm. you know, re remind yourself that the Bible says, if you don't forgive others of their sin, God will not forgive you of your sin. And that is one that I constantly remind myself of if mm. I even tr get frustrated. Listen, we're in the flesh, guys. It's normal to have frustrations. It's not like I'm floating on a cloud with angels playing harps <laughs> every day. Come on. I yeah. mean, that would be great. I'd rather go yeah. home and do yeah. that than yeah. be here. Hello. Amen. Yeah. We all want to go home and be with the Lord, mm -hmm. but we're here and we need to be here because people are in bondage and they need mm -hmm. freedom. And yeah. I just, I find myself longing to go home, but I know that my mission here is to bring deliverance to God's people. And that is my mission and assignment while I'm here on this earth until I go home. Mm -hmm. And I think about Paul saying, I would rather go home, but it's better for you if I stay. Yeah. And I said, I get this now. I yeah. get this. I want to go home and be with the Lord. I long mm -hmm. for him. I love him mm -hmm. above everything else. And because we love him, let us do the things that he wants. Mm. And that's setting his people free. Yeah. Amen. He wants them so, free. so speaking of setting people free, I wanted to play a clip. Uh, the, the B word is used in this guys, but I figure most of you guys are going to be okay <laughs> with it, but it just goes to show how to respond when a demon is reacting this way and throwing out foul language, calling you names, uh, trying to get jabs at you. And, you know, the response is to be like, excuse me. And, you know, uh, the flesh response would be. I think I did say excuse me to that one. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you're talking to the demon. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I was. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and play this really quick and then we'll talk about it. What's your name? What'd you say? Don't ignore me. What's your name? 
You don't get, I strike you with judgment. You don't get to speak to me that way. Legion, do you have rights to this woman? Yes. What's your rights? What is your right? Fire in the Holy Ghost on the shaman. Get up and face it. Open your eyes and look. The law of liberty in Jesus Christ has made her free from the law of sin and death. I take your rights from her and I cut them off in Jesus' name. I cut them off. Yeah. Out. Stop wasting my time. Get out of this body now. Out. Stop wasting my time. Out. All the way out. All the way out. All the way out. Out now. I cut you off from her. I cut you off from her body. I cut you off from every place in her soul. I cut you off from every place in her bones. I cut you off from everywhere that you are. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. Yeah. Amen. Did you see the face difference? Oh, like, yeah. I mean, when it's... it was manifesting and how you could see like the dull and there was no shine mm-hmm. or glow. Yeah. You know, people of God that have the Holy Ghost, they tend to glow. Mm-hmm. And after she gets delivered, you could see all the color on her face. Yeah. And the glory came back. Yeah. on her and you could just tell that that she had gotten freedom so mm. yes this was a stubborn demon what happened was i was walking around this was at, at the um, first dark horse deliverance school that we did in february this okay. year right we had off the chart deliverance happen like w- these are leaders these are ministers these are people wanting to go into ministry and they're manifesting demons and getting so this lady was in the school she was in the school. Come on. So we're there and deliverance is happening every night, but I was going by the Holy Spirit. I, mm-hmm. I walk around not in a linear format. When I'm mm-hmm. ministering, when I'm doing deliverance, I kind of bounce around with the Holy Ghost to where people are being ministered to. And she was standing there and I walked past her and the demon manifested when I walked past her and said, don't ignore me, B. Wow. So the demon, because of its pride, was angry that I didn't stop <laughs> so, and acknowledge. So stupid. It's like, okay, fine. You want to go? Like, let's let's do this. Yeah, they're just, they have no intelligence. They literally yeah. have none. Because yeah. you're like, what are you doing? Why are you manifesting? Now I'm going to cast you out. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not making any sense. But, but the person wanted to be free. So there's that too. Yeah. So she was yielding herself and saying, Holy Spirit, deliver me. You know, if I have anything, deliver me. And the Holy Spirit caused that demonic spirit to manifest so, so the do you glory know will, do you know what it was like if it was like a rejection thing like she it was legion it, okay. it gave me its name and i've dealt with legion a few times it's a very stubborn spirit it gave me its name and then when i said do you have rights to her 
you know, do you, she is a child of God. You have no right here. Mm-hmm. It would say nothing. It, it buttoned its lips together and then refused to speak. I've had that quite a few times. So oh, man, you heard so me go after it. And I said, stop wasting my time. I don't care what your rights are. You're coming out now. And I told it, I take your rights. So yeah. this is what I do to the demons. I say, I take your rights. You don't have any anymore. And you're coming out right now. And mm-hmm. then I say, fire the Holy Ghost on you and get out. But see, everything I do, I do by faith. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are like, give me a formula for that. Give me a scripture for that. I don't have a scripture for that. I just do it by faith. The Lord said, do things by faith, mm-hmm. right? Well, he said, whatever you do, do it by faith. So I didn't have like an understanding of, wait a second, if I can't get her to renounce or repent or break the generational curse or all the things were taught about deliverance, I couldn't do it because it was tight lipped. And I've learned this before. I've even demanded the demon to speak to me, tell me it's right. like I demand them. I say, in the name of Jesus Christ, you tell me why you're here and they will just stare at you tight lipped. And I'm not sure exactly there's a lot of reasons why that could happen. There can be places where it's attached in the person's soul, and there's just so many things. But rather mm-hmm. than get into those details, we'll do that on another episode. Yeah. Um, probably the last one. But yeah. um, so I'm like, what do I do? You know, it's not talking. It's not doing anything. And I said, it's coming out. I don't care. So that's where yeah. I get, like, stubborn back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I just say, I cut you off from them. Mm-hmm. I don't care why you're here. I don't care why your roots are here. I don't care what rights you have. I take them. I cut you out of this person now. And did you Mm. watch as I said, I cut you out. That's when it started shaking. That's a manifestation when they're letting loose from the body. Often, sometimes people will shake, vibrate because the demon is like being weakened by the power of God and your authority. And it's being literally pulled out of the body. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, something that I go back to, you know, you were saying, I didn't necessarily know the roots, but I was like, I cut you out is one thing we can stand on is who the sun sets free is free indeed. So if you know Absolutely. that, then you know that it's God's will that she be set free, that she's truly free. So Absolutely. You know, it's like, there's your, there's your faith. We know that that's what God wants for this person, Absolutely. whoever they are. So then it's like, okay. Now yeah. I had a question. Um, uh, I've, I had it asked to me um, that they were like, my issue with deliverance is every single time I'm I'm somewhere where like they're like, oh, we're gonna have deliverance. I see the same person coming up or the same three people coming up and they're always getting delivered of something. And I know that we can also, you know, we see this a lot in the prophetic where you know, there's somebody who always needs a word because the last word wasn't good enough, where they're mm-hmm. like, and I don't know if it's the same thing. I mean, what would you speak to that? Like if somebody's like, Oh, I just got delivered of this, oh, I just got delivered of that, and every time. They have a new, because I've seen a couple of people like that too in my, in my lifetime as well. So what would you say to that? Mm -hmm. We've had people receive a few layers of deliverance and Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. If people need to come back, I don't think sometimes they just don't get their deliverance all at once. Mm. I don't have the answer for that. People think, well, it should just all come out at once. I agree. It doesn't. So (laughs) I just see it. I, I, I experience what I've experienced after over a thousand deliverances I've seen that many people have to get layers. It might be the next week or a week after that. They just, they get layers. I think, hey, trauma doesn't come in all in one moment. It comes in over a period of your life of years of abuse, years yeah. of demons come in at different levels, different ages as well. Mm, yeah. Like when we get into DID, we can talk maybe some about that on episode four, but like talking about dissociative identity disorder, 
and talking about satanic ritual abuse. These people, guys, yeah, they don't get deliverance all at once. I'm sorry. You can keep quoting the scriptures at me all you want to, but most people that are quoting scriptures at me about the way I do deliverance are not doing deliverance. Mm, that's I mean, usually the way it goes. If the you knew deliverance, yeah. you, listen, you would be agreeing with me if you've walked through deliverance. Some people, they have layers of trauma, layers of soul wounds, and they just need time to, to heal in those places. And it's okay. I mean, did you become an on-fire believer overnight? Or did God have to work through your life and through years, you saw how God changed you, how you went from glory to glory, mm -hmm. how little by little God brought you into the promised land. Mm -hmm. And from glory to glory, you were conformed to Christ. It wasn't really one good. minute, guys. Yeah. It took me years and years for God to change me. So I can have grace for these people that need layers of deliverance. Okay, so the same people coming up, they probably need layers. There can also be some situations where they're going back into sin and getting the demons again. And that's yeah. not our fault. That's their fault. Mm -hmm. But hey, I'm not going to shut them off from deliverance just because they're making bad choices. If they genuinely are trying to get delivered and free and they're messing up and they're coming back and they're saying, God, forgive me, I need help again. Guys, we need to help them. Let's yeah, I think that's really great. And, it, it, and yeah. in the spirit of what this episode is about, which is all about coming at it from a place of love at the core, yes. deliverance is about love. What I'm hearing you saying, and even what I was hearing the Holy Spirit saying while you were talking was um, quit judging people, quit assuming you know what's going on inside of them. And, and yeah, maybe it's somebody who is attention seeking and maybe they, maybe they need to be delivered from that. Well, let's pray for that. Let's pray for the deliverance that they're actually seeking and what actually what they need uh, instead Amen. of thinking we know, cause man, I, I, I've been in so many situations in my life where all of a sudden I'm like, you know, like, and then the Holy Spirit's like, oh, really? And then, uh, you know, something crazy happens and I get put in my place. Uh, it's true. <laughs> I just want God to be God. I think yeah. we all need to step off of God's toes, you know, yeah. and just like only to have him lead us in a dance, you know, like a little kid stepping on toes and letting daddy, you know, dance with you and it's, we need to let God lead. We we do need to let him lead, but we need to stop getting in the way and trying mm -hmm. to force his lead. Um, you know, even in deliverance ministry, which we'll talk about as we go through episode three and four, you know, we'll talk about that partnering with the Holy Spirit in deliverance. We're mm -hmm. going to get into some of that, what that looks like a little bit, because if you don't partner with the Holy Spirit doing deliverance by faith, you're not going to be able to get that person into the place where the Holy Spirit wants them, not yeah. where you want them where God wants them. Yeah. So we don't force anyone past the place of where the Holy Spirit wants to take them Yeah. for that moment. Yeah. Um, some good. people have told me they, they would sit there for two, three hours, get deliverance. And I asked them, you had so many demons come out of you. You literally had hundreds, hundreds of demons come out of you. What is going on inside of you where you're like so many demons are coming out one after the other after the other. And they told me they were just ready to completely be free. And they said, Holy Ghost, get them all, get every one of them. And they were just completely yielded. And there's other people, they come forward and they're just like, I want freedom from depression. Mm. Yet they're struggling with some other things that they're just not ready to confront. No. And I watch the Holy Spirit as he reveals to me, this person is struggling with this issue or this identity issue or this thing. And I see it and I know, but he's like, I'm still going to deliver them of the fear or the anxiety or the depression, even though they need to repent of this because he's good. He is wow. good. 
He's like, I'll deal with those issues. But what he does is he loves people. I, I just see such a great love in him. And I'm going, Lord, how, how do you love so deeply? Mm-hmm. And he teaches me through that. Other people would turn around and start preaching at that person, you know, or telling them to repent, repent of their sin, but they're not ready or they don't understand or they're confused mm-hmm. and they genuinely believe everything's fine. And they need a gentle approach and a loving approach to understand what truth is. Mm-hmm. So we could have had that kind of judgment approach at people and then they wouldn't have got delivered. And then guess what? Stay in relationship with us, come back for more prayer. And since then have had counseling and teaching about the truth and the ways of identity and things mm-hmm. like this. That's good. But we could yeah. have, we could have presented ourselves incorrectly and turn them away as well. Yeah. Well, and, and sometimes when you, we look at people, it's like we're looking at them from a bird's eye view, especially if you're a very discerning individual and you can pick up on yeah. things that they're not able to see yet. Like there's right. something else. And that's like, for instance, with this person that they're, they're seeking for deliverance of this specific thing. You're like, well, you got all these other issues, right. but this is the thing that's preventing them from seeing those other things. And so mm-hmm. instead of like, forcing the cocoon open, allowing the Lord to do his process, his work in them, as opposed to us, man, like I, (laughs) I, I'm like now thinking of like times where I was maybe a little too direct with certain people when they were, you know, uh, and it's just like, all you can do in those moments is repent, repent of, you know, maybe the areas where you mishandled something and ask the Lord to show you the right way, right? Absolutely. I mean, I've had to do yeah. it too. I yeah. had to learn. I made some mistakes in the beginning. I mean, not bad mistakes. I, I just learned that um, there was a better way. Sure. There was, and, and that's where I've learned more about the gentleness and the love. And we're seeing people get free now without us even having to pray. Get yes, this. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. The love that comes in sometimes. We've had meetings where we were just singing and worshiping. And the power of God came so strong. People started weeping, manifesting, and getting deliverance. And no one was having to cast them out or do anything. All I did was walk around and put my hand on their head. And whatever was there just came out. And I was literally, do you know what it was doing to me? It was literally putting me in the fear of God. Because I was like, what kind of power is this? when When you were under the power of God like that, And usually I have to demand everything to leave. And that is a common way I do deliverance. I have Mm -hmm. to cast it out. I tell it to leave. I cut off the roots. You know, I do this. But there was such a beautiful anointing that came when we loved him and we worshiped him. Mm -hmm. And we just, and my whole team said the same thing. They said, we didn't have to say anything. All we had to do was place our hand. And then the person started going through deliverance. Mm -hmm. And we would hold them as demons would come out. Anger would come out. Trauma would come out. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Wow. And what I did was just, I worshiped. I was worshiping while people were hacking out demons because I was like, what kind of presence is this? That oh, man. Lord, you come like this and people yeah. just get free. And I'm, I'm t- I, I mean, it brings the fear of God on me. Mm-hmm. It just makes me want to weep because I am so thankful that God is allowing us to partner with him and mm. see his beautiful presence. Come on, people, and set them mm. free. It is love. Love is the strongest anointing. I've said this so many times. When love comes, it's the most strongest anointing I've ever seen in a room. 
the love of the Holy Spirit comes and people get healed of sickness and they get delivered of demons. There's nothing like love. And I don't know why it's not talked about more. I don't know why mm. it's not the most sought after presence in the room. Instead, everybody wants it to be loud and screaming and fiery and shouting and, mm -hmm. you know, all these things. And that's great. We can get excited about the Lord, but are we missing where he's coming in his love mm -hmm. and he's wanting to cover a multitude of sins? Let me read the scripture right yeah. here. In 1 yeah. Peter chapter 4, verse 8, it says, Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other. For love covers a multitude of sins. Mm. And God highlighted this verse to me when I realized it was his love that was coming in and delivering people because it's love that covers a multitude of sins. Mm. It's love that forgives. It's love that delivers. It's love that is, is causing us to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Mm. That's Romans so 5, 5 says, and this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Mm. So when people get filled with love, if we set the atmosphere with love and let mm. people encounter the love of God in worship, I've seen that's when the trauma comes out. That's when the healing begins to happen. That's when the physical healing happens. And usually the demonic manifestation will come at the, the, at the end of that. Mm. Like there'll be this encounter of love. People heal, they cry, they get healed of sickness and pain. And then at the end, when all that trauma comes out and those roots that the enemy had legal rights to be in that person's life, when those roots are cut off and that trauma is healed, then the demons have to leave because the legal rights for them to be there is now gone. Yeah. God has healed that trauma. Mm. And so all demons in that body from that trauma now have to exit. And that's what we watch. Yeah. And the Holy Ghost just does it. It's beautiful. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, you know what we need? We need a baptism of love. That's what we need. So um Amen. Obviously pray, uh, you know, pray for people in deliverance, but also if you wouldn't mind just praying for a baptism of love for the the viewers, even myself, I'll, I want that too. So, Amen. yeah, let's pray. Father, we mm -hmm. just thank you so much for this time, Lord. I feel your love and your heart. I feel your compassion for all of us, Lord. We love you. We hunger for you. We desire Lord for you mm -hmm. to have all the glory and the praise. And Lord, we're asking for you to come and heal our brokenness. Mm -hmm. And the only way we will heal, Lord, is if that love comes and begins to cover the multitude of sins, not only in our life, but maybe those before us, maybe the sins of our moms and dads mm -hmm. or generations before us that have not been covered. Lord, I'm asking you to cover right now the generational sins with your love. I'm asking you, Lord, to close the door to where the enemy came in through that hurt and the trauma and the pains of the past. I'm asking you to close it right now. That you would bring your love on them and baptize them, Holy Spirit, with your great love. From the head to the soles of their feet right now, Lord, I ask that you would overfill them with your love, that they wouldn't be able to even comprehend 
what kind of love this is. Lord, that you would come so strong right now that they would feel on the inside of them how much you love each one of them, that Jesus, you gave your life so that we could be free. And that is the love, Lord, you have for us, that you died on a cross. You took the pain. You took the nails. You took the stripes on your back. You took it, Lord, so that we didn't have to take it. And you don't desire that one of us continue to be tormented in pain by any trauma or sickness or demonic spirits that would try to come after us. Lord, you paid the highest price on that cross and your blood is enough payment to set us free from everything in our lives. So everything that has come to steal, kill and destroy from our lives, I command it right now to leave every one of us in Jesus name. For Jesus has come to give us life and life more abundantly. And that abundant life is coming upon us now because the door has already opened for it. Lord, I thank you right now, wherever there is sickness, your blood washes it away. I commend every pain, sickness, disease, infirmity to leave these people right now in Jesus' name. God, every demonic spirit that has come through trauma, that has come through generational sin. I cut it at the root now in Jesus' name. And I declare freedom to come to them now because you already set them free, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, let the blood of Jesus now wash over them, completely cover, Lord, the entire multitude of sins where the enemy has used it as rights against them to torment or or torture, Lord. And I thank you right now for cutting it at the root. You've paid the price for those sins. And now every demonic spirit has to go in Jesus' name. I release the fire of the Holy Ghost, the fire of his love over you now. It's his love that is going to set you free. It's his love that is delivering you right now. It's his love that is healing you right now. And it's his love that's going to move through your life to those that are broken. So I thank you, Father, right now for that impartation of love freedom, healing, and deliverance in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. The Holy Spirit is now touching you guys. If you're receiving healing, you need to tell us in the chat. You need to check for pain. You need to check for those lumps. They, they have shrunk. You need, to, you need to move around your body. You need to testify what God has done right now. Just begin to say in the chat, what is God doing right now? Many of you are getting deliverance from demonic spirits. They've come out of you. You might have coughed things up. You might have, uh, you know, had things come up. You might have had deep weeping. You might have had uh, anger come out. You might have had just all kinds of things manifest. Maybe fear began to come on you. And, and that was manifesting because God was delivering you of that. Maybe your body was shaking under the power of God because God is delivering you of demonic spirits. Just in the chat right now, begin to tell us what God is doing for you. Mm. Every demonic spirit that is in these people right now, you have to loose them and let them go in Jesus' name. They belong to Christ and you have no rights to them. And the sunset free is free indeed. So Father, I thank you right now. First, you want to heal the heart, Lord. And you also want to deliver the body. So everything's going to happen right now. Where you need healing, that's happening right now. Those of you that are weeping, God is healing you of trauma. Mm. Those of you that have been carrying things, trauma from years, things you went through as a child that you just didn't, weren't able to get freedom from, Mm. God's going to touch that place and it doesn't have to make sense. Mm. It's just the love of the Holy Spirit and he doesn't want pain in you anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to let it go. It's okay to let it go, guys. 
It's okay. God says it's okay. It's okay to let the, all that pain, you don't have to hold on to it. And you don't have to push it down. God wants you to release the hurt right now to him. Jesus wants to carry that pain now. Will you let him have it? He wants to put it on the cross with him. Even if you weren't, even if you need justice in your life, I want to tell you something. If you were abused, if you were traumatized, if something was stolen from you, if you lost a child, whatever it is that you went through, and it wasn't fair, and I know, I get that, and God gets it too. It's not fair. Life has a lot of things that it throws at people. And unfortunately, it's because demonic spirits don't play fair, and they move on curses that you weren't even aware of in your family. But right now, I want to let you go from, from that torment of blaming yourself and not being able to release it because you want vengeance first. And God says, vengeance is mine. I will repay. I want you to know something. You can be healed, and God is going to repay the devil for what he did to you. And Father, I thank you right now. Torment every demonic spirit that has tormented these people. Fire the Holy Ghost on every demonic spirit that has tormented their lives right now. Holy Ghost, you're going to torment those devils and you're going to cause those to leave. Turn up the fire on every devil in Jesus' name. Turn up the fire on every sickness in Jesus' name. Turn up the fire, God, on everything that's been planted in them. Even thoughts, Lord, that was placed there by the demonic spirits. I just command all of those thoughts to leave in Jesus' name. There's lots of deliverance happening in the chat right now. Yeah. Just one more minute, guys. Continue to testify what God is doing. Thank you, Jesus. If you had pain, leave. Tell us what's going on if you're having something happen. I feel the anointing so strong. I can feel the Holy Spirit touching you guys. He loves you so much, and I felt it so strong. God, there's somebody here that you've been holding on to bitterness and unforgiveness and pain since you were a child because of things done to you. And God is saying, it's time to let it go. It's time to give it to him now. You've got to forgive. And you've got to let his love heal you. And you will be healed. You don't have to stay this way forever. In Jesus' name, I just command that trauma to come out now. There's somebody, you've got some deep trauma. God is delivering you right now. I just command every piece of that to come off of you right now, all the way to the deepest layer from when you're a child, even the places you tried to push down. I just command those places to come up right now to the surface, and I command it to begin to lift off of you now. I command it to shed off of you now. The shedding, the tears are the shedding of the pain. Let it go, friend. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. All the pain go now. All the trauma go now. All the pain all the hurt, all the, the frustrations, all the bitterness, all the unforgiveness. Just command that to leave now in Jesus' name. And Holy Spirit, as they're getting delivered, I want you guys to understand something. The Holy Spirit's the one doing your deliverance. He's with you right there. You're not alone. The Holy Spirit's hand is on you right now. Oh, someone actually feels a huge hand on your head. I literally could hear the Holy Spirit telling me that he was going to begin to place his hand on people. He wants you to know that he's there. And as he's delivering you, you let that fully deliver. And when he is finished delivering you, just let it keep coming. Let it keep weeping. Let the pain keep coming. Let the, let the things keep leaving you. And as those things completely come out that the Holy Spirit wants to bring out of you today, he is going to then fill you 
in every place where that enemy was hiding, where the trauma was, the Holy Spirit, I thank you, Holy Spirit, you are going to fill all of those empty places with love and freedom. Mm. Baptize them, Holy Spirit. Baptize them, Holy Spirit. Oh, mm-hmm. I feel it so strong, Jeff. Yeah, oh, so dude, it's like, like cut it with a knife. <laughs> Joy says she feels his hand now. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Amen. Stay in the word, guys. Stay in prayer. Stay in worship. Stay in his love. Don't let mm-hmm. deep demonic thoughts come back in. You know, when you get freedom from trauma, the enemy will try to test you and see if he can get you to believe those lies and agree with them. Keep your mind full of the word of God so that you know what truth is. Mm-hmm. So that when the enemy tries to lie to you and say you're not free or you're not loved or you're make sure you have your sword ready to cut his lies off mm. and you can speak out. No, I am loved because I've been bought with a price. Amen. I am free. So you use that as your weapon, friend, and you stay free and you stay filled with the Holy Ghost and don't fear the enemy. He's a loser. Fear the one mm. who is God of all who loves you. Amen. 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 Yeah, people on Rumble are reporting weeping and letting go of forgiveness too. Oh, Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. That's what I'm talking about. So um, everybody just keep commenting even after this video, this live is over. Um, and uh, come alongside one another and, and pray for one another too. Um, this Let the body of Christ be the body of Christ. Because um, this isn't just about Jennifer. This isn't about Jeff. This is about the body of Christ being the body of Christ. So um, just keep doing that. You guys are amazing and so loved, man. Like I just felt like such intense love from from the Lord. Like, and this like excitement of just like how excited how excited God is that people are are being set free and being drawn closer to Him. Like that's that's amazing. Amen. <laughs> it's amazing. Amen. So, I feel yeah. that too. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, so, okay. I'm going to well, read all these comments later, guys. So I want you guys to know I read the comments. I see mm-hmm. your stories and testimonies. I'll often share them in my story after because they're so powerful. Mm-hmm. So I'll share them on Instagram and Come Facebook. On. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Th- this is great. I Man, this is I love this. This is Thank so you, awesome. Lord. So, okay. Jennifer, Amen. how can people follow you? How can they contact you if they want to share a, a testimony? All yes. that good stuff. Yes. So please follow me here at the contagiouslovintl.com right here, the website. You can go there and scroll down and find all the social media links. Mm -hmm. I'm on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and Twitter. And um, you can see lots of live streams that I do there. I have videos Mm -hmm. that I upload from all the revivals where I'm traveling around America and God is moving, and I try to to get as much uh, video footage as I can to present to you guys. All of the preaching is on there. Lots of deliverance happening. God's just moving powerfully. God is ready to raise up His dark horses. That means someone hidden coming forward to great influence. That's all mm. that means. The hidden yeah. ones. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Oh man, so exciting. So yeah, everybody, there's a link in the description. There's also links to her books. What two books are they, Jennifer? Awaken the Dark Horse Prophet is the first one and awaken the dark horse youth 
is the second one. Which is not just for youth. Not just for youth. Yeah. It's about the youth, but it's to everyone. It's what the youth are playing in this time and this in this generation is super important to read. Amen. Yeah, they're, they're mm -hmm. very, they're now books. They're just they are. like for right now. Yeah, so especially after them. that dark horse just won the Kentucky Derby. Right? Yeah, come on now. <laughs> oh yeah, that was amazing. It's so, so good. All Amen. right. Yeah. Well, everybody, Jennifer, thank you so much. Be blessed. Continue to write in the comments about what the Lord is doing. We're going to read them. We want to see them. And you got to testify. You got to testify what the Lord's doing. So be blessed, everybody. And we'll see you on Friday. Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.